Hey, what's up, y'all? What is going on? We are live. Y'all know, as I always have to say when we kick off a show, we are live. Shout out to everybody that's viewing. Uh, make sure y'all do me a, a big favor and share this live, okay? Because, man, we about to have a conversation that I feel like we need to really, we really need to have. Um, summer is about to hit. Uh, the weather is about to be nice. And yeah, we want to make sure that we can get outside. We want to be outside. I know I want to be outside just a little bit, just a little bit. And speaking of being outside, I do want to say before I really truly kick this show off that the Hood Talks podcast has some upcoming events that I just want people to be aware of. Um, we do, outside of shows, we are very much present in our community, right? And we are trying to get as much as engaged with the community as possible. So shout out to Evolve. We have partnered with them to do some of their pop-ups. So we'll be, our next one is next week, uh, next Saturday. We will be here in Ferguson. Yes, Ferguson, we come in. We'll be out here where Evolve is giving out free food. And I will be out just again engaging with the community and trying to support uh, Evolve in their efforts of connecting with the community. And it's just a, a, a good time when we always link up. So shout out to my girl Kelly McGowan and Evolve. We also have a shout out to the Village of Moms STL. They have a birthday celebration. They've been in business, I want to say, five years. So they're having this community uh, birthday celebration. Um, so we will be there, and that's May 21st. Um, so we will be there supporting them, engaging with uh, the people that's in that event, and just showing y'all what's happening because this space, they got all type of things coming up. I mean, they have fun. It's a family fun event. They're having games. They're giving away things. They have giveaways, raffles. Um, they have food entertainment so it's something to tap into um and again why i think that the conversation we are having today is very important because we know people are having events things are going on and again people are getting outside because of the nice weather and we're gathering and we got to have some safe streets so i ask y'all again to share this live as we get this conversation going about crime in our community. And on that note, y'all, I'm gonna go ahead and kick this show off the right way. you all i am super super excited to be here with all these guests that i have here today y'all um i am going to get to let give them the space to let them introduce themselves one by one 
So just give us a moment to do that, and then we will do what we do and get into the conversation. And I'm going to go ahead and start with Miss Dr. Marty. Come on and tell us who you are. You muted. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me and us on today. We're excited uh, here to represent Ungun Institute. And um, I am an activist is a word that I've coined many, many years ago. I'm a professional actress and an activist. I like to say that um, I chose to become an actress, but activism chose me. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about being an advocate for our community, for our for our children, and, and specifically even for Black people. It's important that everybody get an opportunity to sit at the table. I'm all about being a global ambassador. And so anybody's welcome to sit at the table with me and eat. But I always say my people will eat first because we've been starving for a long time. Um, Just recently, I have received the... um, Lifetime Achievement Award from President Obi- from President Biden from, from the work that we're doing with Ungun Institute. And I have just recently received an award right here in St. Louis, the highest award that you can receive, which uh, is, is I received that from all of the council men and women uh, across, the, um, across the city, our aldermen and uh, men and women. And I'm excited about that. That's what they call in-bank when everyone signs off to say that they see the work that you're doing and it matters. And so we're excited to be here today. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, I appreciate you being in this space and, you know, uh, the work that you do, um, which I am uh, excited to learn more about. Miss um, Tamika is also part of your team, and I want her to go ahead and introduce herself. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us, as Dr. Marty said. Um, I am Tamika Andrea. I'm a mother of three, born and raised here in St. Louis. I grew up in uh, Walnut Park area of St. Louis. I am a published author, but I am for the people, my people that is. Everything that is about us and for us, I am pushing for that. Um, healing and loving on our own, remembering uh, where we came from, but definitely making sure of where we're going and going as one and as one unit. So very excited to be here today. Very excited to contribute by way of Ungun and just you know happy to be here and happy to be a part of anything that is uplifting and moving our people in the right direction. Yes, all of that. All of that. Thank you. Uh, and now, Mr. Lorenzo, come on, tell the people who you are. Um, how you doing? Thank you for having us and inviting us to the show today. You know, like what you're doing in the community, how you putting pulling everybody together, you know? Um, I am a published author, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm an agent of Ungun. And, um, you know, I just like to give back, you know, because it takes us to make the difference, you know. So I'm just happy to step up and thankful to be a part of this team and making things happen in the community. Well, thank you for joining us and bringing your team along. I appreciate it. Come on, Mr. Uh, Councilman Gary Johnson. Tell the people who you are. Hey, uh, good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So I am uh, Councilman Gary Johnson uh, from the great city of Jennings. Uh, I am, I'm also a school board director uh, for the Jennings School Board. A um, little bit about myself. I'm born and raised in St. Louis. I'm a Hyde Park product, North St. Louis. Um, I was an educator for about 14 years. Um, now I'm an entrepreneur. Um, 
I invest in uh, real estate, so that's what I do uh, every day. But uh, also, uh, on the other half of my life, um, I, I, I work for our people, just like uh, the previous uh, attendees have said. Um, we, we do work for our people, and I put our people first. There's no, no doubt about it. Everyone that knows me know I'm pro-black. I'm, I'm for our pe- I mean, so I, um, I, I don't want to be too long on the introduction, but I'm glad to be in this space. I'm glad to have this conversation. It's, it's much needed. Um, and uh, it, it needs to be, um, this conversation needs to be had on a daily basis until we find out, uh, until we get some uh, answers and we get some interest in some combating some of these uh, issues. Yes, I agree. We're not talking enough about this situation, um, and but we're losing a lot. Um, and so I want to get off and start off, um, get off. I want to start off by asking you all, because um, I know, again, crime affects us in many different levels. It may be like really personal or it could be in, in the wide range of just community. Um, and so I want to ask you all um, individually, anyone can start and go. How has crime affected you either, you know, personally, uh, your own story, or is there something that just community-wise you feel like it has affected you? Well, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and jump in first, um, because I think I might be the oldest on this on this line right now. And I was born and raised in St. Louis as well, 51 years old. And uh, I've seen St. Louis, I've seen the best of St. Louis. I've seen uh, St. Louis take a turn. I don't ever want to say I've seen the worst because I, I do believe that if we continue down the path that we're going, things can be a lot worse than what they are. We really had a, a place where we could turn things around. But I also, during that time growing up on the north side of St. Louis, um, I saw the drugs come into our city. And that's when really things began to happen in you know the uh, mid eighties or what have you. And by 95, 94, 95, things had just really had gotten really, really bad. My brother um, was one, we have the same mother and father, grew up 4816 lead us that, that's gonna always be home. But he went outside. My brother went outside and what happened was he started to see a lot of young men like himself uh, that didn't may not have had uh, permanent father figures in the home and didn't have the the guidance that they needed on the inside of the home. So you one way when you on the other side of the door, but when you go outside, you a whole nother way because that's when the, your your uncles in the streets take take uh, position. My brother start, started selling drugs, and to make a long story short, it ended with a bad situation where someone had made a threat to go around the corner, which was to our home, and shoot and kill up everybody in our home. Mm. And that that would have been me, my daughter his daughter who was in a pumpkin seat and my great grandmother and her sister who was blind. We all lived in that home. My brother would come back and forth visit, but because this is where we grew up, he would come every day to go outside. Right. So in that midst, when that threat was made, my brother in that moment, he was caught in that moment of what do I do? Do I allow this person to carry out the act that they just stated that they would do? Or do I step in to protect my family and, and what I think I need to do? And he chose the latter. My brother unloaded and took this man's life. And it happened to be someone in the neighborhood. So not only is this black on black crime, but this is what I call family crime because this became a thing where the two families knew one another and everybody lost. Not only did the family lose their loved one who they'll never see again. And that person had a record from here to the arch. My brother had never been in trouble before. 
But at the end of the day, they lost their loved one. And we lost ours too. Although my brother went to jail and did uh, three years day for day. I tell everybody all the time, my mother and I was locked up three years as well. We was locked up on the outside. He was locked up on the inside. So what I really need people to understand is that when these crimes continue to happen, it's not just those who are shooting or those being shot. It's also those who are connected to them. We also suffer. We also have something to heal from. And that is the reason that I stepped in to do this work, because I knew firsthand that there was some healing that needed to take place. And last but not least to that situation, the first person that my brother saw when he hit the yard was my grandfather, our grandfather, my mother's dad. So now you have two generations of a family in doing time together and he couldn't even go up to him and say what's up grandpa because on the inside it don't work like that mm. on the inside i'm squirrel i'm big man on campus you can't even come in here claiming me because I, I gotta protect me as well as protect you so this is where we disconnect so a lot of times people think when they go to jail well i'm in there with my friends or whatever that it's not the same as it is when it's on the outside and that's a lot of things that our young people don't know as well that it's such a mental mindset that shifts and change that if we don't use platforms like yours to speak and to tell them in advance they don't even know what they're facing so thank you yes that part they don't even know what they're facing because we're not talking enough and who to just think about the generations like you said you know the grandfather was already in prison let if he had been able to talk and say this is what i'm dealing with in here you don't want to be here like you you should be doing this if he could get that information to his you know grandson it might have saved his grandson from making the, the you know from not having to go through what he went through um so oh i believe just and just having the conversations and talking is, is one of the solutions um but I want to bring anybody else in that wants to share their experience or their story. So, well, I, I'll, I'll share. So, um, just like Dr. Marty said, uh, um, I'll put myself in, in the position as her brother when it was time for me to step off the porch. You know, um, growing up in Hyde Park, of course, everybody, you know, um, the early 90s and 90s, you know, how, you know how the North St. Louis was in, in that area. So, um, the, the crime impacted me. Uh, my grand, my grandmother has eight grandsons, and I am the only one that has not done prison time. So um, seeing my cousins in and out of prison, um, you know, making bad choices, you know, take, uh, being you know succumb to the the pressures of the neighborhood, things like that. Um, that's how it has impacted me. Even though I've had my share of trouble, of course. We, we've all tested the waters, you know, but uh, with the support that I've had uh, along the way, I was able to just put a toe in the water and not the whole foot. So um, uh, I, I have been impacted as far as everyone, uh, not everyone, but people around me, immediate family, uh, first cousins, um, you know, things like that. So the impact, um, not directly in, in myself, but uh, the surrounding people around me and uh, people that I looked up to growing up, like you said, Dr. Marty, uh, your uncles, your, you know, cousins, um, you know, driving nice cars, you know, coming through with big money. You like, what the, you know, what's going on? And that pressure is hard. You know, that pressure is hard. And, and when you when you don't see a lot of other things around you, it's, it's very easy to um, to take that route. So the imp crime has impacted me just, you know, like I said, not directly per se myself, but around me has had a great impact especially on the decisions i've made as an adult so 
Come on. Absolutely. I, I agree with what you just said, Councilman Gary. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that all of us have been affected in some way with, you know, community crime, family crime, as Dr. Marty said. And me personally, um, I lost my brother and my father uh, by way of gun violence. And, you know, just growing up in a neighborhood where you, you know, it was, you shouldn't say it was common, but I guess being that I was there for so long, part of my life, when visitors would come and I would see the expression on their face, like my friends from other neighborhoods, and they'll look like, you're not scared. I mean, this isn't normal to see a drug exchange, to hear gunshots, to, you know, have to um, coerce and tell your friends how to duck when a drive-by may occur. This was, you know, normality and it shouldn't have been for so, so many of us that grew up in that same neighborhood. So as children, you know, um, all the way through your adulthood, you're affected because those are memories that are forever with you where, you know, you couldn't sleep at night without hearing ambulance or, you know, the gunshots and things of that nature. But being affected by gun violence is, is something that we all need treatment for. This isn't something you just overcome overnight. I'm sure Dr. Marty still has those moments of reliving the things that took place when, you know, her brother had to make such a difficult decision to protect his family. And for me personally, I still have to see some of the people that harmed my brother, that harmed or wronged my father. So that's what gives me that, that bigger piece of forgiveness in order to live and, you know, heal myself, live all the great things that UnGun stands for, but teaching our youth that you cannot go around with the hate in your heart. You have to learn to forgive because when you keep that in you, then you are going to react by way of gun violence, by way of fighting, lashing out, ending you in prison or in the grave. And as Dr. Marty says, we cannot ungun people from the grave. We can't help if you're not here. So our goal overall is just that, to make sure we're reaching and teaching now, because so many people don't know you have to release those things. Yes, someone took our loved ones or hurt our loved ones. And God knows it's a horrible feeling to have to deal with and live with every day. But if you choose and you wake up that listen, I'm doing something different. I choose my life. I choose my children's lives. And I choose everyone connected to me to live and understand the freedom in that when we forgive and we push through. So it, it's going to take a lot of work. It's, it's taken a lot of work to get there. But together, we definitely can and will make a change for our city and our communities. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And we have to. Um, we really do have to. Um, one thing for me is, um, like, it's not been direct, but I, again, I just think of the uncomfortableness of, like, I get tense when I'm going out, you know? <laughs> like, be like, dang, I gotta be looking on my back, like, who finna shoot a fire? What's gonna happen? Like, and like I say, I don't feel comfortable. We just had somebody roll down oh, two weeks ago down my street and just opened fire for no reason and i can't have my babies outside playing if you know gunshots could be just ringing out at any time so it's just not it's not comfortable that alone is a mental drainage and then to keep seeing your people constantly dying just constantly dying that everywhere you go you hear shootings here shots there shooting here person dead there like that is a mental drain um and you talk about healing um and you talk about traumas like that alone is one trauma that i feel like we and our kids are experiencing too often um too often um and it's just sad um so i 
wanted to offer up that because sometimes we also think that, you know, people who talk and come to these spaces, you know, that people have to be professionals or people have to be these, you know, some, you know, people that ain't in the community. And I'm like, it's the people who are mostly affected that should be having the conversation, that should be talking. And so I do want to also get into what do you think is causing our 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 areas our communities to have so much violence and crime in them i can um i can speak on that i um i really feel like with me being the youngest you know i'm kind of more connected to what's going on in the city right now um personally i feel like you know my generation kind of helped you know, spread the gun violence, you know, which is not really a good thing. But um, I feel that we hurt, you know, everybody hurt. Nobody know how to express the way they feel. So we use anger and fear to, you know, express ourselves violently. You know, we got to be, we got to be the tough people. We got to be the hard ones, you know, especially when we go other places because we from St. Louis. So I got to be hard. I got to maintain that reputation of St. Louis and, you know, that that rolls down to the people that we raising because now they feel, you know, we got to have this same toughness because this OG, um, you know, he did this, this and that. I got to do even more to make myself known, to get my stripes in, you know, to feel like I'm somebody in the world, in the community. I, I understand that. I, I can see that. Um, I'm 33. Um, and I do feel like sometimes in our society, it's like we got a point to prove. <laughs> uh, and usually the point in, is like going to, to go pick up some and like, you know, hey, look, I'm gonna show you Ben not to tell you. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think we fight anymore. Um, I think that's our first solutions is going to pick up a gun. And there's so much access to them. Like I literally see young men walk around with AKs and I'd be like, where am I? Am I like in a war zone? Like literally just walking around with guns freely. And I'm like, how does this become our normal? How does this become okay? Uh, it starts with the laws that we are voting or not voting on. Uh, at the end of the day, we have to obey the laws of the land. And when here in Missouri, if you saying a ghost gun is uh, legal, when here in Missouri, uh, the laws are very loose and lenient. People, it's just like a child. A child, you can leave a child at home to watch themselves if you want to. Now you're running the risk of coming back in that house is on fire. That child is gone or or, or you got a house party that's so out of control or whatever the case may be. But so you set, you set rules and boundaries in place so that a lot of things don't happen. But we literally in this, this city and specifically in our state, we have some of the loosest laws that anybody would have. And so when there's no boundaries, people are going to do exactly what they can do. And, and, and you have to now look at the system as a whole and say, well, why aren't they setting those boundaries? Because they're setting traps for you to kill your own. You're doing their work. You're doing their work. And they bullets in case there's another Russia Ukraine type of situation to happen. But we the only ones using our bullets and our guns on each other. And we are going to jail. And when we go to jail, guess who we paying? We paying them. We don't own the jails. No. We don't own the uniforms that they that the inmates wear. 
We don't own the license plate places that they making nope. plates for. Victoria's Secret, Walmart, <laughs> we making all of that stuff on the inside for cheap for them. We are paying them. Yeah. yeah. So another form of slavery. Come on, Mr. Gary. The 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 what I heard Dr. Marty say, one thing that we we rarely talk about, y'all, is the condition of our people. So like we've been conditioned to become this 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 being. Like we're 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 not in a human being experience. I know it's, I'm not trying to go too deep, but the condition that we've been put in to be numb to crime, to react a certain way, that, that that's probably in my opinion, one of the biggest things that that um, contributes to our behavior. It's, it's what we've been turned into. I saw a picture the other day of St. Louis in the 60s. You know, um, everybody, the women were clean, her done, the men were clean. You know, I'm not I'm not saying we're dirty now, but uh, it's just the every picture just looked different. You know, the, the attitude towards each other, the the reactions toward each other, um, you know, so over the years we've been conditioned to turn into this violent person. And I hate to use the word cause I don't like, I don't use it, uh, loosely, but we've been turned into, can I say niggas? Like we've been turned into niggas. So that's a, that is a condition that is not that. that so argue with somebody pulling out a gun, that's niggas stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like, so that, that that condition that we're in is is probably the issue, if you get what I mean. Like so, we've been turned into a hypersexual, yeah. um, very volatile being, and and, it's, and, and, it ha and one thing that I I can say contribute to it is the psychological warfare of the music. So I know people be like what music, but the music has a big impact. If you look in the fifties and sixties, the music was influential we know this we know on the on the plantation music was influential it drove us it it it, it gave us strength it gave us power it gave us cohesiveness and it brought us together so once that was once this music this is just one attribute not all of it i'm just speaking of one thing this psychological warfare once this was put into our brain so i'll give an example and, and i don't want to be long like i i usually use an example of the glass of water so if I give you a glass, of, if I bring a, a glass, uh, 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 sorry, if I act like I'm giving you a glass of water on Monday, right? I come to you Monday and I say, here's a glass of water, but in my hand is empty. I said, I want you to drink this glass of water. You looking at me like, Gary, ain't nothing in your hand. I come back Tuesday. I say, here's a glass of water, drink it. You like, man, ain't nothing in your hand. I come back Wednesday, Thursday with the same thing. No, nothing in my hand. Here's a glass of water, right? So the four days I brought you this imaginary glass of water, I put it in your head. So Friday I come with a glass of water and then I hand it to you. Potent most likely you're going to drink it because of what we've experienced the four days before, if you get what I'm saying. So this psychological warfare, this beating into our head, this pattern of behavior is being beaten into our into the young people's heads. So that's, I don't want to be long-winded, but that's one of the reasons we're acting like this because of the condition we've been put into and what we've become. So, um, and uh, I, I get what you're saying, and I see it that it is relatable to like everything around us is violent, right? The the, the shows we watch is violent. The music, like you said, we listen to is violent. Um, our neighborhoods, the news outlets are violent. So I feel like right, we're consuming all of this. 
And then if you don't see what's good, um, if you don't see any positivity coming out of your, your space, you're going to just go and fall into like, I guess this is what I got to be then. I guess this is what I should be doing. I guess this is normal. Like you said, this is normal. I'm numb to this because, you know, we see death so much and so often that usually, right, we're numb to it because it is becoming too normal. Um, so I just think we have to really, uh, and this is now my, my new question, what do we do? Uh, as the community, as black people, what do we need to do? Because I hear you. I hear you. It's the things that we're putting out. It's the things that we're showing. It's the things that we're talking about. It's the things that we're doing. Now, what do we do as a community of people to make sure that this we, we get the change that's needed for our communities? And not only our communities now, but our generations, our next, the ones to, to, to come after us. What do we do? Well, I would like to say this part as far as what I've observed and a lot of us, um, even a part of Ungun mainly, the work that we've done has shown the lack of guidance and leadership that's present in a lot of the children's lives. So kind of pulling back from the previous question to this one, if a child does not have a teenager, whatever the, that age group of where we're seeing that pattern from 12 to 18 years old, let's say, if there isn't, um, you know, a father figure present in the home or someone they can look up to um, in a positive, you know, light, they are turning and uh, idolizing the rappers and those that are the sipping the lean and toting the guns. And you mentioned the different firearms you would see them carrying. I mean, that is, that is, you know, so fascinating. Uh, you know, unfortunately, too. You know, our our teenagers these days. It, this the music, the guns, the drugs, all of it. But what I what I pull back, you know, just go back to is had there been some form of a leader or some form of guidance in the home before they hit the school bus and go to school, someone that's saying, Lorenzo, no, you don't have to do that to me because this is the right way to go. This is the right path. That guidance and that leadership, you know, present consistently, we, we know the reality of that is not so, unfortunately, with our our race with blacks. Let's just keep it real. It's not there. So what do they do? They grab hold to something else that is unfortunately of a negative light and that becomes their idol. That becomes their why. That's who they want to be. So then this is the this is the end result of what we're seeing that's happening. Taking each other's life, excuse me, taking each other's lives, bashing each other on social media to where it's become, you know, these rivalries and these gun, you know, these uh gang fights and all these different things. So to get to the, your question now, what do we do? Um, I love the fact that that's what UNGUM stands for, being bridging that gap and being that big sister, big brother, or mother, father figure, or whoever we need to be and can be in the children's lives that we touch to say, you know, we, we can offer something better to you. Let me show you, let us show you how to heal, how to forgive whoever hurt you and who made you think that this was the only option that you don't have the ability to be great and be something other than a person in a jumpsuit with an inmate number. So that part, I, I, I thank God that we're in a position now, that's the work that we live for at this very moment to do that. Well, and this is work that is so needed. Um, it's so needed um, because I agree, our mentoring and it lacks, it lacks. Um, it really does lack in 
you know, no one, like you said, I feel too light. And no, no shade to the older generation. No shade because I know they're saying like, I'm just saying, I know a lot of them be like, oh, baby, but y'all don't want this. Y'all can't tell these young folks nothing anyway. I'm not finna go tell them nothing. They ain't listening. Up. You know, we get that conversation. I heard that plenty of times. And I'll be like, well, there are so many that you can touch. Why focus on the ones you can't touch? And I'm sure there's more that you can touch then you can't. Don't let one bad apple stop you from getting out here and trying to touch more. Um, Because I know there's some children that just want to be seen. That's one thing for me. It's like, they just want to be seen and acknowledged. And we need to acknowledge when they're doing good. That's one thing for me, y'all. Stop highlighting the bad. See, you, yeah. just, you just, you just yeah. touched on some stuff. And I'm going to be yeah, real quick because I need Lorenzo to, to, to jump in here. But I have to say this real quick. The first thing that you said is to be seen. That's what every child wants. Yes. But, the, but let me tell you, the, the way that I was raised and the way that children are being raised today is a little, the, pro, the approach is different. Now we want the same result. We want to raise good humans to grow up and become good citizens, right? But the approach is different. I have a nine-year-old grandson that lives with me. My grandson says this all the time. You didn't notice, Mama, when I say to him, you need to come and tell me. See, I was raised in that if somebody do something to you, you need to come and let me know. That's the way I was raised. You need to tell somebody. You need to ta ta ta. They're not, they don't talk. They want you to notice they being bullied. They want you to notice that their shoes are too small. They want you to notice that ain't nobody gave them a hug. Those are the things that we are. Older generation people that are my age, we're, we need to understand that the way that children receive information today is faster, it's, it, and it's through devices, and, it is, and it's what they want you to see. We want them to tell us. We, we on the say, they on the see. Y'all remember that game, the see and say game, right? Well, we ain't winning now because they on the see. Did you see me do it? Even when you go to court, you got to prove you saw me do it. Right? Yeah, it's a whole nother generation. You say stuff. But it used to be a time all the neighbor had to do was say you did something. You was getting towed up by the neighbor, your mama, and your daddy whenever he dropped by. It was going to be a problem, right? So I want to, I put in the chat here real quick, follow the money. Any and everything that we're talking about, to, we, we're trying to figure out what the problem is with it. It's the where are they putting the money? If they're putting the money in the jails, then what's the opposite of the jails? We got to put money in the jobs, right? Yes, yes. If they're putting money, if they're putting money in crime, then what's the opposite of crime? We got to put money in the healing. Ooh, the healing. You have to follow the money. So wherever the money is, you got to find the opposite of that. And that's what you invest in. I'm going to turn it over to Lorenzo. Thank you. I just, um, I just feel like um, people are just lost. You know, like Tamika and Gary said, the music is influencing them. And a lot of young people are thinking that they are this artist. You know, they live their life like I'm this artist. This is me. I'm using his lingo. I'm doing the things that he do. This is my life. But they don't know who they are truly, you know, because it's a lot of talent in St. Louis. I mean, tons of talent. Like people are so creative, but they don't tap into that creativity because they're trying to be somebody else and not knowing and understanding who they are as a person or what, you know, where, where they come from as their background. You know, they lineage. So I feel like it starts with self, learning and understanding self. 
if I can interject, uh, come on, Gary, come on, uh, Vanna, you said pay attention, you know. Uh, so it took me back to when I was a, te uh, a teacher, you know, most teachers be like sit down, you know, they 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 go into class and they know they're about to have a problem out of little Johnny, so they they know they got to focus on little Johnny, you know, and so the other kids that's that's really that's that's trying to learn and doing well. You, you you lose time and uh, focus on them. So you so what happens is like you said, if we if we shifted our energy away from the bad and concentrated on the good, there's I would agree with you, Brandon. There's there's probably most likely more young adults out here that's, that are doing the right thing and want to do the right thing than there there aren't. So if we focus, like you said, if we focus on them, we would we would you know, have a bit greater impact. And then just like Lorenzo said, the creativity and the paying attention. So if it's, if I'm, if, if you're over there getting attention because you acting a fool and I'm over here not getting any attention, I'm going to act a fool, yes. you know, because I want some of that. I want that. Like, and just like Dr. Marty said, I'm not going to come out and say, say it. So I'm going to act it so you can see what I'm doing, you know, and, and you guys are, you guys are right on it. You know what I mean? And, and that, like like Lorenzo said, there's a lot of talent, but it's being wasted because we're trying to mimic and emulate the attention getter. If you get what I mean, yeah. So, yes, I think that is so valid. It's amazing to me that people don't see that, and we keep falling in with the BS. Um, and I think, like you said, it goes like it's a system that we're. We're playing into our own community is playing into that system. And it's sad. It saddens me. Um, but one thing I want to do, I'm, I'm, you know, I like to play devil advocate because some people be like, well, yeah, crime happening everywhere. It's, you know, it's all around. It is. But how do you think specifically our community is um, is being impacted by crime? Like what is crime causing us to lose out on? Um, if you guys know what I'm saying. Um, so for like instance, one thing I said was like, I feel like our kids can't go outside and play. I know growing up, I was around the corner, down the street. <laughs> I was outside, you know, probably all day if I could be. Um, and my, I got home safe at, at night. Uh, I, to this day, am not feeling safe to let my babies go outside in the front yard, um, and play. I was like, no, I can't do that. So what are some things that you all feel like is, uh, the crime is impacting our community and we don't get to have or enjoy? The crime is taking the neighbor out the hood. Mm. I, I, just a, a simple statement. Crime is taking the neighbor out of the hood. So I, I would just simply say that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Oh. All right. I was going to say, I, I agree. I agree with Gary because um, I remember growing up, we had block parties, you know, and the whole, everybody knew everybody. We all outside playing together. Yes. Like we, you know, we really enjoying each other. Families coming together with no problems. And if it was a problem, we can eradicate the problem that day, you know, and keep moving. I agree with both of you all. Um, we don't even know our neighbors today. We don't even know their names, but I, I will have to say this. I think that healing piece has to, has to come into play first before we even go back to block parties because I'm using that as an example. The way that we communicate with one another today, any little simple thing happened at the block party, let's say, right? And there, here's a fight. 
Now here comes the gun violence. Now yeah. here comes the whole situation here. You know, so until we get to that place where we're healing and it starts with self, the, the approach with ungun, you always have to start with self. And then it, 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 it migrates to the family, the family inside the community, the community inside the uh, United States and United States is inside the world. <laughs> we, we have jumped from, we want world peace, yeah. but you don't have <laughs> inner peace. <laughs> you skipping a whole lot of steps. You know what I'm saying? Because the same thing you got, you can't, you know, when I, if, if, if I'm an angry person today, I'm going to be an angry person when I go to Europe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, tomorrow. So at the end of the day, I got to, I have to start with me. And that's the work that we have not done yet. Because what I don't want, if I don't know my neighbor and I'm out here partying with you in the streets, you got your cousins breaking in my house because the music loud behind you know in my back door while we out in the streets partying i thought we was all friends see that's what we started to see but that happens when they they allow the drugs to be infested in our i saw my neighbor two live two doors up when she got strung out on crack cocaine y'all getting high that day she went in the back alley and she put a bullet in her 10 year old's daughter head execution style shot her baby in the alley then she went to shoot the little bitty baby and the gun got jammed she's still in jail today for that crime that she did to her 10 year old daughter but when she came off that high and realized she did this can you imagine the mental illness that came up on her instantly where there may not be somebody that's actually executes, uh, uh, executing their children in that manner, but we still slowly killing our babies when we're not showing up for them and not coming to the parent teacher conference or not seeing who our children are hanging out with, not knowing what they're into and what they're doing. When we're not seeing that. We're killing our kids slowly. So when you ask, what can we do, Vanna? We need to be involved. We need to be hands on paying attention and in healing ourselves so that we can then heal everybody that that's attached to us because trauma is transferable but so is healing oh she done dropped some i'm still stuck at you ain't got self-peace and you out here trying to chase world peace like the inner peace baby the inner peace that part mm. and i think this the perfect time to kind of talk about mental health in our community a little bit, just a little bit. Um, because I think that is another um, issue that, again, we're not ready to to talk about enough, but that should be talked about a lot because it goes back into the healing. Um, we have to uh, start really addressing because um, it goes back to what Councilman Gary said, what we've been feed, fed, like our music, our, you know, the, the entertainment, the, the, the shows and all these things that we've been fed and how that plays a part in our mental space. And then the stress, the stress of life, being a black person, let's not, come on now, let's be real, the Hood Talks Podcast, being black and just is enough itself of stress. Um, you know, dealing with, you know, racial racism, the, the bias, um, you know, having lack of resources in your communities, not having access to, you know, um, proper, you know, food in our communities. You know, we ain't getting fresh fruits and vegetables all the time. Uh, our, some of our communities are in, you know, uh, food deserts. We don't have access to uh, great jobs. OK, some of us, our parents are, you know, mothers and fathers are working two to three jobs. Um, some of them said, I ain't going to work 
I'm tired of working. I'm finna go on this corner because I can make more in the time that I'm making it eight hours. You know, so you have to think about these things also that I feel like plays a part a lot into our crime and our uh, our mental space and our mental health and all of these things. Um, and so on that note, um, I want to get into a little bit of like what should we be expecting more of not just um, our community, but our leaders. Um, and I'm talking now to elected officials. Um, bringing in those spaces and uh, community leaders, what organizations? What do what should we be expecting more of them in um, in this space? So, so I guess I need to hit on that first. Huh? Come on, Mr. Councilman. <laughs> uh oh, I think you you're not muted, but it stopped. I think we can hear you now. If you can, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so. So in all actuality, um, so I am an elect, I am an elected official, but I, I, I never refer to myself as a politician, right? So just like you said, Vanna, we, we have some, we have some politicians and people that have been sitting in office that are long overdue for replacement. So one thing that the reason, one reason that I got into, um, um, being a count, you know, running for the seat and being more involved politically is to try to get at that table to change policy, to change laws, you know, and that you, you, you're right. You, you, I mean, right on the nose, we, we have to, we, we, there was a way for a minute when we were young, black, uh, educated people was going into politics, you know, for a couple of years there. And I wish that wave would have continued, but we have to take over these seats, get some of these people that, that are making backdoor deals, and shaking hands with people outside of our communities, we have to dethrone them. If, if in so many words, we have to get out. I, I know it's. I know sometimes you can't correlate politics with crime, but it most definitely has a, a direct correlation because the policies and the laws that you put in place affect the people that are that are, that are around. You know, and the local laws are really the things that affect us the most. So putting pre like we have to. We have to get more politically involved, put pressure and, and hold these elected officials accountable. We have to hold them accountable. We can't just start going, keep going off their words. You've been around 30, 20, 30 years. You ain't dead. You haven't done anything. We, you know, we only see you when it's time for pitches, you know, things like that. We have to get some of these progressive thinking, forward thinking people in these positions to that have experienced these, uh, some of this trauma they have experienced some of these these things in our community so when they're sitting at the table the conversation is different the conversation is not speaking in second person or third person i'm speaking in first person now because i've experienced that so now not only am i sitting at this table with these experiences i'm sitting at this table to make decisions that's going to affect our community so putting ourselves in those positions is going to be crucial for the future we have to take over every seat that we can every seat from local to state to national so at with speaking on elected like on that part i'm not a politician and i never claim to be i'm an elected official that works for the community and we need more people that have that direct intent you know what i mean so anybody else want to come in on that Absolutely. I, I agree with what he's saying. And, you know, it, it takes me to something that Dr. Marty talks about often. And it's in, in this space, 
you know, everyone can talk about the, the crime that's going on, the violence that's going on, but are you willing to stop the bleeding? One of the sayings that Dr. Marty talks about often. And to me, that says, are you willing to really go in and do the work, get your hands dirty per se? Are you willing to knock on the doors of these families? Are you, you know, because this is the same thing with the church. I say this in that space as well. We're not just going to say, hey, you're welcome into these doors. Let's get into the community and tell them face to face that they are welcome, that they are wanted, that they are worthy and that they can walk in this door with, you know, with the gun in their back pocket and the street clothes on from when they worked the corner down the street last night. There's no judgment. The, the goal is the same to help and to heal and to let people know that we're truly there. Your mouth can say anything, but your work, you know, that 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 speaks volumes. And so that that's the thing. Everyone has a title, but do you really know your name? I thank God I know mine. I know Dr. Marty and Lorenzo know theirs, you know, because we know what our purpose is. It's a difference. Don't just title me up and make it look all pretty with a bow. I want you to be able to see, not just take the pictures, but I want you to know these families can tell you, I know them. We work together. They know they can call me in the time of need. I'm truly there when I say I'm there. That means something when, when a cat when. Uh, the politicians or your mayor or your alderman, and you can't really say that, that there's a huge disconnect, then that's a problem. We're talking about being a part of the solution, yeah. not continuing yeah. to answer the problem. So yeah. that that is, that, that's definitely deep. So what, what does that say? More involvement as far as when we are, um, you know, election time is rolling around. We're, don't just elect you know, Katina, because she went to school with your cousin, baby mama, whoever. No, get really know who we are putting in these positions and what they're going to do. You know, it's it's kind of a, it's sad, but it's a joke in our community elections. The only thing that's big is the presidential election. Come on, we keeping it real. People don't know who they are putting in office when it's time to, you know, elect our aldermen and our mayors. They don't. No, they don't. And let's say they're not engaging us because they, guess what? We ain't putting them in the seat. So they're not coming to us to say, hey, what do you need? What is your, what's happening in your community? How can we help you? They ain't asking us that because they know. And the ones that get in there, like you said, uh, come on, Councilman Gary, like you said, making them backhand deals with people. Oh, uh, well, since my people ain't worried about getting me in the seat, how can I stand in the seat? How can I help you so I know that when it's time for me to get back in this seat, you got my back and I can, them voters that like you gonna vote for me. It ain't because I'm here for the people. I just, I, I'm really, Ooh, I'm not a politician. I don't like politics, but I see how it can be beneficial in helping. It's not the it's not the answer. I'm never gonna say it's the only answer. It is a part of one of the solutions. And if we can get our community to see that and to get more involved and to get more to voting, not just like you said, presidential, but locally. Locally, you should know who your alderman is. You, you should know who your council people are. You should know who the mayor is and you should have a contact when you have a, a problem you should be able to contact them and i know i'm about to go down my rabbit hole y'all because i know and i understand that there's so many barriers that keep us from going into like these you know meetings and these things like that but it's now how do we create inventive ways to, to better engage the community and now that's when i'm looking at local leadership again like okay we know that's not working anymore we know people ain't going to their neighborhood association meetings and things like that. So how do we now change it and, and get, like you said, in the community and connect with the people again so that they can know you? But I feel like it's another system where if you don't know me, you can't hold me accountable. Yeah, mm -hmm. For sure. So, 
so I want to just say this real quick. One of the things we kept talking about was the music. And I want to be clear about this because I started off as a professional singer before anything. So it's not the music. It's the messages that's in the music, the message that we were portraying. Right. And I want to tell you right now, we say we're not politicians, but clearly we are because just you having a podcast podcast, you have the ability to be able to 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 put messages across the 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 um, the country right now media is important right so what we did not have before politicians in the sense were able to kind of ride under the radar because we yeah. didn't necessarily get an opportunity to have these kind of platforms where we could discuss hey you know when they was running for campaign they said they was gonna fix these roads but i just busted a whole tire last week when i ran out you know so we get we could come here and talk about it now so everybody's wearing different hats we not Teachers are not just teachers, they're nurses in the school. The, the, the principals are not just principals, they're fathers. We are not just Ungun Institute. We have become politicians, so to speak. So th these we have to understand we hold a responsibility and an accountability to stand up and do the jobs that we are supposed to do. And my thing is, when again, I say follow the money. If, in fact, you see that there is a politician that you voted for that's not doing what they said they're going to do, take your money back. That means take your vote back because when they don't get enough votes, they can't get that paycheck because they won't hold that position. We have to start understanding where the money is and what the money looks like with what we have, with the tools and the resources that we have. The fact that we came on here today, Vanna, we setting you up in a good place to make your money. But the very moment I see you talk about something, Vanna, that would destroy our community, you'll never see me on here again. Because I ain't going to pay you. <laughs> you know, so you, we all have the power. <laughs> we all have the power yes. to make the changes that's necessary. World changes don't change the world. They change themselves. Hmm. <laughs> dropping all of these gems and notes y'all i swear um because I, I i just think i i i agree with everything that she said is that um and i think lorenzo has said this before too is like it's going to take us no one i i always say no one is coming to save us we have to save ourselves yeah. and we have to put in that work and it's going to have to take a collectiveness and everybody got a part to play um, like, and I believe, like, I'm with you. Media is very much important in that space. It is, it is. And it's also having the people to know where to tap into. Um, so that's another reason, uh, you know, like you guys coming in here and talking about Ungun and in that space and counseling and Gary, you sitting on this space and having the conversation. Um, because these, again, we all have a, a part in this space and it can be beneficial in, you know, helping, um, if I may, if I may, I, I would, I guess I'm gonna ask a question and make a comment and a question, then we can, we can expand on it. So, so what you know, one thing, when we listen, you know, we, we listen to um, um, people that have experienced violence and you know, people that have um, engaged in violence, people that have engaged in these behaviors. One thing that we that that stands out, you guys, the common denominator is the beginning. So. Vanna, what one thing you you said? What do we do in the future? 
if if most of these, uh, let me not say most, but a lot of rappers, when they tell a story, oh, I grew up in the hood, I do this, I do that. Do y'all hear the beginning is common? All the beginnings of these detrimental behavior is common. So if we don't change, if we don't work to change the beginning, you get what I'm saying? Where, where, every, where it starts from. So like, when we get away from, when that, that, that narrative, oh, I grew up in the hood, I do this, I do that. When we get away from that narrative, when we can take that narrative and change it to something else and change the beginning of, of these young people, I think that's another thing that can help us for the future. If you get what I mean? Like that, that common place of, of susceptibility and things like that. You know what I mean? We need to change the beginning of what a lot of these people start. So if we could just uh, bring awareness to, you know, some, some mothers, some fathers don't know how to teach their kids discipline. You know what I mean? Some of them don't, don't know how to, uh, facilitate the behaviors that they, you know, that they want to see in their kids. So they don't. So we could go around and we change, you know, I know it's not a big thing, but if some of those beginnings change, where they start, the message that they start with, those things will help as well, you know. So, you know, so I guess my question would be, what do you guys think about the beginning of, you know, so like most of these stories start the same. So if we change this, the, the beginning of these stories, do we change the behaviors? You know, I think if we, we change the outlook on it, um, you know, I'm the hood talks, right. But what are we talking about? We ain't talking about all like, we're not all bad. It's not all bad in this space. It's uplifting solutions. It's uplifting positive things that's going on. It's having, you know, it might be having the tough conversation and addressing them, but it's not it's not all bad because there's not all bad things coming from the hood. There's good right. stories coming from the hood. So I think it's like not dwelling on yeah, I came from the hood. It's the after. But if I came from the hood, but look where I'm at now. I'm healed or I'm healing. Or I done made it here and I done done this. I done became a lawyer. I done became a doctor. I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm giving back in my community. I have this organization and we doing this. That is what for me, it ain't always got, yeah, the, the same got to be, the same is okay, yeah, I came from the hood or I came from this side of the streets or whatever, but the out part of it, I did this. I still made it. And my hood ain't got to be bad. Why the hood got to be bad? That's how I, that's how I'm like, why it got to be bad? Just because it ain't a neighborhood don't mean the hood got to be a bad thing. I can still, I should still be able to have a block party in the hood. I should still be able to do that. We should still be able to kick it and have fun. Like, why can't we do that? Why have we made this bad narrative about this this world or this space? Like, why does it have to be negative? That's my outlook. And, you know, everybody might not feel that way. We might need to put the neighborhood back. But at the end of the day, the hood is still a, a group of people. A neighborhood is still a group of people. That's my take. Yes. I'm going to let y'all go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I, most, I most definitely feel that. Um, I feel like the way the way I was raised in the hood was like we was a family, like we was brothers, you know, we're gonna take care of each other, we're gonna protect each other. But when people come from the outside to come take what we have and built right here, then that's where the problem come in. Yes. And I feel like now it's even problems within the hood where we not even, you know, people not even taking care of the neighborhood they just everybody's selfish you know they for self but don't know self and is you know it's making it hard for everybody right now you know it's, it's making it hard for us to go shopping like you said self, making it hard for our kids to go outside because we don't even get along with our neighbors i mean 
nowadays it's gangs on every block every block is a different gang so now we got to walk to the schools you know walk to the bus with all these different people you never know what's gonna happen every morning and it i feel bringing that back together starts with us you know our elders bringing everybody to places to have this block party introducing them like hey this your cousin you know this is this person like we all are really connected especially in growing up in st louis like mostly everybody on here from the north side that's where st louis started from you know lorenzo so, you have to speak to your backstory you didn't get a chance to do that if you can share a little bit of your backstory and how you become an author i think that's important for the listeners okay for me um my backstory is you know i grew up in st louis i you know was raised in ferguson but i got family all around so i was the one that would go spend a night at all these different cousins house so i got to see st louis from all angles and um me growing up that way kind of led me down a bad path because you know i was in introduced to so much and exposed to so much at a young age that i lost myself you know, I grew up playing basketball. I was thinking that that was going to be my thing. But, you know, uh, going out to all these different areas playing basketball, I began to lose myself following the people that was playing basketball, but they wasn't focused on basketball. They was more focused on the streets. But they were just good at basketball. And, uh, you know, got tied up in some things like that. And uh, it ended up, I ended up putting myself in a situation to be shot you know to get robbed and be shot which left me paralyzed and um me going through that i didn't know anything about mental health i didn't know about trauma i didn't know about coping i didn't know about anxiety i didn't know about these things until i was put in the position you know where i had to sit down and learn it and i feel that it helped me i wish i would have learned that earlier and that maybe you know i would have had a different outcome with my life but me learning how to heal and cope with the things that i've been through um it just helped me it put me in a better space and allowed me to tap into my creative side and understand who i am as a person so i can stand up for myself and those around me you know yes, and one of my things is lead by example you know a lot of people know me from the streets a lot of people know me from basketball but no matter where they know me from they're gonna say i'm a stand-up person because i'm a, i'm gonna handle my business no matter what thank you for sharing that for sure yeah. yes sir yeah he back walking again he was paralyzed but god mm -hmm. healed his mind and his body mm -hmm. yeah. that part oh <laughs> yeah yeah I'm going to emphasize this one more time because this was a gem within itself. For self, but don't know oh, self. Man, come on, man. For self, but don't know self. Come on, y'all. I'm taking that. We quoting you today, Lorenzo. That we, I, got, I, we need to look. For self, but don't know. And look, that's real because I'm, I'm now I'm going to be a little transparent. Come on. You hear me? I am still finding self. But when I'm starting to find self, I saw value not only in myself, but my people. Do you hear me? My people. I saw value. I'm like, girl, look at you. Okay. But look at your people. Look yeah. at them. Look what we've been through. Look how we overcome and how we're still overcoming. 
when you don't know what you what your ancestors have been through or <laughs> your, your last generation and you don't see that or hear those stories and then you get out here in the world you think you're nothing or you're nobody because that's what they're telling you and then you like but you start to see like how powerful you are how strong you are and how resilient you are and then you 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 learn about the resilience before you and that's how that's rooted in you huh mm -hmm. You'll be like, how can I? How could I take my next person's life? We might not agree, but it's okay, sis. I might love you from a distance, but I still love you. I still love you. I might not be able to work with you. We can't partner together, but that's okay. I don't I don't want you to not eat. I don't want you to not, not be happy. I don't want to take nothing from you. When you start noticing that, you, you look at your people a different way. You look at everything a different way. You look, you, you look at that weed store. You look at that 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 corner store. You look at all of that. You look at you you, you start to pay attention to the food deserts. You start to pay attention to the. Uh, you I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You you look at everything totally different. I, I can't. I can agree more. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And that's why ungun is with a you. Is that you? Because <laughs> you have to stop and introduce yourself to you. We lose ourselves along the way with all of the different things we've experienced, the way we've been raised, uh, our belief systems, things that have been placed upon us. We we believe in what what our mom and our grandmama said, but it may not be the way that we're engaging now because the world is is changing, right? It's forever evolving. So you have to find you. You got to stop and reintroduce yourself to you, so you don't get lost in the midst of everybody and their influence. And when you discover who you are and you increase your self-value, your self-love, self-respect, self-everything self that you need for you, then I have no reason to harm the next person because I know who I am. And I'm not going to run the risk to go sit in jail with my grandfather, right? Because I know I'm worth being on the outside. I got things to do on the outside. I don't have to go sit in jail. And and like like they said earlier, that's something I say all the time. I can ungun you from anything except for the grave. For the grave. Once you go to the grave, it's nothing else I can do. It's nothing we can do. But right now, if there's somebody listening, Van, I want to say this. If you have uh, some listeners that's tuning in, there may be somebody right now that's going through something. I do a five-week session, and that's $399. I want to give it to somebody for free. If someone's tuning in right now and they are dealing with something that needs to be undone right now, they're on that brink of depression and to the point that they feel impossibly suicidal or homicidal. I need them to contact you and whoever that first person is. I want to give them a free five week session of ungunning, because one thing I know for sure, the only way that we're going to make the changes is that we stand up and we do the work. Y'all heard that free. So y'all better hit up, tag your friends that you know out here. It's just one person. Let me say that because you made it sound like I'm about to ungun the whole thing. No, I'm just saying. Like, that's what I'm saying to you. It might be for somebody else. It might be for somebody else. And the first person I get to her, y'all better make sure y'all get to her. Because it's only one person. But if it ain't for you, that's another thing we don't do enough. Share the information. 
And along with my ungun, and I'm going to purchase one of Lorenzo's books. I'm going to purchase one of Tamika's books. And I'm going to also throw in one of my books. We're going to have, they're going to have books from all three of us, as well as that five-week ungun. So you're you looking at a, a total of over $300 something dollar uh, free gift today, if you are that person that's in need. And the four principles that ungun sit on, we sit on uh, give, forgive heal, live in, in that order. If we don't give first, it's very difficult for you then to be able to forgive. And you have to do those two things in order to heal and live your best life. So mm. we're giving to you today. We expect you to forgive yourself or others who have harmed or brought harm to you to ungun that hurt that's inside of you so that you can ultimately heal and live your best life. That's the good news we want to continue to spread today. And we thank the hood podcast for bringing us <laughs> home to be able to give that blessing to somebody today yeah for sure i appreciate that and i want to ask you all to put your information in the the, the comments the top comments so that if someone does want to reach out um they can reach out to you all i was actually going to put you all's uh, facebook page um, because again, that's one thing I, I said I'm big on is that we don't know about the spaces and resources that are in our community to help us. Um, and so I love being able to uplift um, getting the people to know about them. Um, so if y'all could do that for me, that would be great. And um, we've had such a great conversation. I am going to ask, and I'm going to keep asking because I feel like this conversation, y'all, again, I keep saying this, is that it's going to get warm outside. We are having events popping up. Uh, I know, shout out to, you know, the Hood Talks podcast and are kicking it for a call space with, uh, shout out Kelly McGowan and Evolve and A.C. Allen, our, our DJ. <laughs> he, we are coming in person and we're, we, we will be doing a community building, uh, our kicking it for a cause in person soon. So there's just so much happening. I know people have been hitting me up about events because, you know, the Hood Talks podcast, we are out here in the space. Um, but one thing that I just want to know, I want to, to make sure that we start having this conversation and we start putting some of these solutions to play so that we can have a safe summer. Um, Y'all, I am mentally drained um, personally from seeing so many people dying in our community, from just hearing gunfire all the time, from just seeing shooting here, shooting there, um, from seeing children online killing themselves. We have to do something. We have to. And we have to start here with this conversation and move forward on getting involved. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, get out here, talk to your neighbors. Um, get into spaces that's doing the work. Support organizations like Ungun. Talk about it. Like I said, if it may not be something personal that you're experiencing, but you know someone, hey, share. Share the information, y'all, because, again, we need these things to get to, our, to the people. Um, so that hopefully we can make a change and we can have a safe summer, violent, crime-free, I'm praying to God <laughs> into my community <laughs> that we can have a safe uh, summer, y'all, and enjoy. We've been through a lot through, you know, COVID and the pandemic, and I ain't saying that it's over either, so be on, don't say side on that too, but just just if we can get out here and enjoy life, because it's so much we can enjoy um and so much our kids deserve to enjoy um so that's that's my two two cent and my advice but i'm gonna ask that each of my panelists here one by one if you guys want to share your contact information at all to so please share that and also 
provide any advice, suggestions, or anything that you you feel like we can as a community do or someone can do if they want to make a, a, a crime-free summer for us and hopefully moving forward, period. Um, so one by one, please, and thank you. Uh, so I, I'll go first. So, um, I again, I'm, I'm Councilman Gary Johnson. I'm in the city of Jennings. So uh, my email is gjohnson uh, at cityofjennings.org. Um, and I guess my my closing remar remarks would be: let's just let's make sure we supporting each other. You know, when you see an event, you see something going on. Let's support each other. Uh, one thing that I always, I used to tell my students, um, I give an example, I, I, I always give analogies and examples, like Bush Stadium, no, people really don't like watching baseball, okay? Baseball is boring, okay? But if you go to Bush Stadium, you see all the different businesses that make that game happen. So when the stadium is packed, all those businesses are supported. So if we pack every event, we support each other, then that that rent that that world our world revolves a little different if you get what i mean so mm -hmm. if we need to support extremely support each other extremely back each other and hold people accountable like let's I, I, we don't have to get into the stop snitching all that but you see something tell them they wrong my mom was a was very blunt very blunt she god rest her soul she would tell you exactly what she saw you might not have liked it, but you knew where she was coming from. Uh, another thing, let's let's dethrone these seasoned officials. Okay, we need to take uh, people, young people like Lorenzo, his age, so a guy like Lorenzo with that experience, uh, someone like that would be perfect for politics. You know what I mean? So we need to start putting people putting people that look like us and that have our experiences in these seats. So uh, like, like I said, support each other and, and let's take over a lot of these seats around this area and let's start putting policy and laws in place that we can hold people accountable for uh, their actions and, and what they do say and what they blurp, uh, blurp out in election time. So, Yes, thank you. Anybody else want to go ahead and Close us out by by providing any contact information and any advice or suggestions that you can offer up. Yeah, I wanna um I wanna thank you, Vana, for inviting us on the show today. I um feel this was a good talk, very good talk, and most definitely needed. Um I think they put you put the ungunginstitute.com on the comments. Um you know, just reach out. We're making it happen. We're doing the work. We're building the village, you know, for our people to make, to make a change and be better and do better and show up better. You know, just thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. This has truly been a great, great time and space. Um, and uh, I see that Ungun Institute information has been shared, you know, by way of Dr. Marty, Ungun, Lorenzo, all of us involved, we, just as he said, we do the work. We do it from our hearts. It's pure love. You know, we can't, when we wake up in the morning, it brings a smile to our heart. And I can speak for all of us on that. We love what we do. 
So anything that we can do, any way that we can shine light and promote healing and love within our people and within our communities, we're there, we're showing up. But I would always encourage everyone, if you're in need of something, in need of someone to talk to, never be afraid to reach out. Definitely use the resources that have been dropped here in the comments for you today. Um, but it, we're, everything that we do is in love and healing. And a lot of us need that. You know, we are we are thankful to be in a space to be that Band-Aid to stop that bleeding. So definitely get what you need to live your best life. Absolutely. I have to just say this, that the best thing to do is stay connected. Stay connected. The enemy gets in and tries to trick our mind so that the mind tells the body to do things that are harmful to self or to others. But when you can shift your mindset by set mindset by working on self-care daily, you stay connected to those who are pouring into you in a positive way. We are a close-knit family at Ungun. When you contacted Vanna, when you contacted Lorenzo, Lorenzo automatically called me and I'm like, yeah, but we bring it to Mika in too. And, we, and that's the way that we move. We move as a team. Always we move as a team. We stay connected to one another so we can stay connected to the mission because it's not about us and one person can't do it. One organization can't do it. One politician can't do it. It, it may start with self, but understand you can't do it alone. So the more we connect with each other and stay connected, the better we can we can deal with some of these things we're dealing with. Councilman Gary Johnson, it's been a pleasure and to be on here with you today. And I hope because you are connected with a school that you would consider reaching out to us and know that we are available to go. And we just did seven schools in the St. Louis public schools over the last five weeks or what have you. And we've seen those babies' lives transform and five weeks. So I hope that you consider to bring us in. And Vanna, again, if it was not for you building this platform and doing the things that you do, sister, we wouldn't have been here today to be able to talk about these things. And even if someone wasn't listening today, but they continue to come and listen later, that offer stays on the on the table. When someone contacts you and say, if am I that first person, I want you to get in contact with me and we will do, we will start to change people one by one. Thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be here with all of you all today. Just like Cardinal Nation, he mentioned the Cardinals, Cardinal Nation, we need Black Nation. And on that note, <laughs> yes, y'all. So again, y'all heard that. One person, go tell them you heard it at the Hood Talks podcast and go get that. Go get that service. Go get that. Um, go get what you need. Um, don't be ashamed to ask for help, y'all. Um, and yes, Black Nation. I love that. Woo! Let's get it, y'all. Again, as always, y'all y'all know I'm going to keep bringing these conversations. Our season doesn't end until August, but you also know we got more to come. We got next week, we are talking um, The Hood Needs. Again, another organization that's doing some work um, around with college students. Uh, so we'll be talking with them. Um, and then also uh, so much more. It's just so much more to come. You know how your girl is doing it. So please stay tuned. And if you need to find out more about the Hood Talks podcast, definitely go to www.thehoodtalks.com. Or you can always email me, the hood, and y'all know that's with a DA, thehoodtalks at gmail.com. And y'all be safe out here. It's Mother's Day weekend. Shout out to all the mamas. Happy Mother's Day. Because <laughs> that work is a whole other uh, situation. So please enjoy y'all and please be safe. 
Uh, one thing I didn't talk about, but I, I do want to say, right, no mama, no mother should have to lose a child. And I, I hope and pray that we don't just hear about anyone doing that this 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 weekend. Um, please, y'all, let's be safe. Let's love on one another and let's keep healing. Yes, let's keep healing, y'all. And on that note, as always, much love. We are out. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow us on all our social media. And you can find all of that information at www.thehoodtalk.com.